the alcohol beverage industry is a multifaceted business. Here at Cheers with RNDC, we're exploring a variety of industry topics with our guest hosts and leaders in the adult beverage space. We invite you to grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello, RNDC. Uh, welcome to Pride Month. My name is Shiloh Haley. I'm one of the co-leaders of the Rainbow ARG um, and also vice president of On-Premise Spirits for the state of Texas. I have James and Toddy with me today. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Having a great day. Thank you, Shiloh. Um, my name is James Bell, and I'm an accounts payable system specialist based out of California. I came over from the legacy uh, Young's Market Group, and I was involved with our uh, what we call a partner network group for the, our LGBTQ plus employees. I'm currently a co-lead along with Shiloh of our Rainbow ARG as well. Nice. How long have you been with the company, James? Ten years. Very cool. I'm, a, I'm almost at 18. Wow. I know. Wow. That's, that's, that's one thing about both the legacy and RNDC is that we have these really long 10 years. I mean, that, that really shows something about not only how much people love our industry and working in it, but also the quality of, of our organizations, I think. Yeah, I agree. Toddy, what about you? Hello, hello. I'm Toddy Matthews. I have been with the company for right right around six years, I'd say. I'm an area manager in the North Texas market, and I'm also part of the leadership in the Rainbow ARG. Very cool. So I guess, you know, Toddy, I kind of want to start off with just, you know, it's Pride Month, and obviously RNDC um, has created these ARG groups with Rainbow being one of them. But speaking more specifically to Pride, can you... What's the history of it? Can you do you know the rundown that you can share with us on how did Pride get started and and just the overall history there? Of course. First of all, the first Pride was a riot, and I think a lot of people forget that. Um, so back in the 1960s in New York, gay bars were illegal; they were outlawed. And surprisingly, the uh, Genovese crime family, one of the big five mafia families at the time, uh, ran a hotel called the Stonewall Inn. And they had a bar underneath it, and they had a few cops that they would pay off, and they would just run a private gay club. So, And they would always know whenever the raids were about to happen because of the cops that they paid off. In June of 1969, a police investigation happened in Greenwich Village, not that far along from the uh, Stonewall Inn. And the majority of the people at the Stonewall at the time were either drag queens or gay men of color. Although there were two transgender activists, Marsha P. Johnson, and my favorite part about her is the P stood for pay it no mind. And, <laughs> That's and, pretty funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. Every single time they would ask, they'd be like, what does the P stand for? And she'd be like, it stands for pay it no mind. Just it's not even there. Uh, and Sylvia Riviera were activists and uh, professional drag queens. They had both fought for rights all throughout the early 1960s and 70s and all through the end of their lives as well. They say that Marsha P. Johnson was the first one to throw the brick, which initially started the riots. Actually, she didn't show up until like the middle of it, but she became the figurehead and she's still the figurehead to this day. After that, a big riot sparked out. Regardless, now these two women who were actually transgender women as well are recognized as the queens and the, I don't want to say fathers because that's not right, the mothers of <laughs> the gay pride movement. It's definitely a very interesting story. 
Yeah, it's a great story. And I really think it's, it's good to remember, especially within the community, who started this. It was transgender people. It was drag queens. It was people that even in the in the gay community were, were probably not very well thought of, you know. And they're the ones who started it for us. And we have them to thank. And I think it's always worth remembering that. I absolutely agree. Shiloh, what does pride mean to you? So for me, I'd have to say this is kind of a I guess I could go on for a while because I think it's a, a ton of different things. But for me, I would say pride and pride month is is more about self-reflection and looking at myself in the mirror and making sure that I remember to stay proud of who I am and who I truly am. Um, you know, coming from a small southeast Texas town, diversity wasn't really a word that was commonly used, no matter what demographic we're talking about. So having pride in myself has, has at some points in my life been a bit of a struggle when it comes to who I truly am and getting comfortable with that. So that's really what, you know, selfishly I take away from Pride Month. And I know there's so many other aspects of it with this, the celebrating the cause and just the unity with allies and, and everything there. But but that would be probably my, my number one. James, what about you? Well, Pride for me, like, like you, I mean, it's a, it's a period of self-reflection more than anything, and it's evolved for me over the years. I also like to describe it as Pride Month, and the reason it's an entire month, it's kind of an antidote for the other 11 months of the year that uh, members of our community have to endure tax on them, both uh, whether they're from uh, a legislature or from the, the society that they happen to live in. Um, but it's a, it's a time for celebration as well, and I have to think of them in, in both terms. So how about you, Toddy? What does it mean to you? For me, Pride is just like a – it is like a, a big self-reflection for me, just making sure that, like, you stand proud, that you're happy to be around. And not necessarily just being proud to be out, but also just being proud to be who you are and comfortable in your own skin. That's the goal, isn't it? I mean, that we – it's wonderful to stand – publicly proud, but also privately, are, do you love who you are? You know, it's about self, uh, loving yourself. Self-worth, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Self-worth. And, you know, I think it's also important, you know, Pride Month is big for our allies as well, um, who stand by us and support and help educate along the way too. So I think that's a piece of it as well. Do either of you find that during Pride Month, like, your ally friends or family members, are, are they aware of Pride in the history and are they active in it at all, do you find? For me, not really, because it's really not the one month, right? So a lot of the, the folks that I surround myself with and that are allies, um, whether it's family or friends or one and the same, it's not necessarily about June itself. I feel you know like they are supportive and a, a part of my life unconditionally, no matter if it's March, April, May, December. Um, and But, you know, that's a good point. I don't know that, that any of them or all of them are aware of the actual history that Toddy just walked us through. That That's something I could probably bring and, you know, educate them on. I think when it comes to, when it comes to Bride and, like, when it comes to allies, because for, I mean, Shiloh, I'm just like you, except I grew up in the south, uh, south east, uh, east Texas, a small town. If you're just, if you surround yourself with people who love you no matter what, it it's almost like that pride is built in that like knowing that your your friends and your family are there for you it's just already built into your culture so whenever this month comes around you just don't even realize to think about it like oh i need to explain something and 
more because they know that they love you already. Yeah, I really, I really, um, I really appreciate that because uh, it, it really, the, the point of pride really is to, is in a way normalize it all the time, right? So like the, both of you were just saying, in a way we, we kind of move beyond just the one month and just have these, you know, positive relationships all through the year that people who support us. And I think that's, uh, that's the goal in a way, isn't it? Right. Yep. I, I agree. And then, you know, looking at Pride Month and how that relates to RNDC and our industry, it's great to see how many brands and suppliers um, and RNDC itself are supportive throughout the year and then during the month of, of June as well. So on both the wine and the spirit side of the building. So that's really cool to watch and see and 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 also have them ask us. I don't know about you guys, but I've had several reach out to me, several suppliers reach out to me and say, how can we get better? What can we do? What do you recommend? Have y'all had that happen? Yes. I mean, um, I know Pride just happened here in Dallas and Absolute had a float in the parade and they asked if we wanted to walk with them in the parade. And I unfortunately couldn't attend, but I know a lot of of our other employees that were mostly allies were gung-ho and ready to just get out and do what they need to and show that they are actually proud and that we're more of an accepting company and and within uh, this industry as well. Yeah, and I I absolutely had the same experience with, uh, it was with Brown Foreman and in Legacy Youngs, it was really Brown Foreman who pushed us to to start our own uh, partner network group for the LGBT community. They're kind of like, what's up with you guys? You know, you need to do this and we're going to be there. And we did, we did several events uh, with them early on in our partner network group. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's sometimes they're, they're very inspiring, aren't they? And I know that Trincaro has been huge in support of the San Francisco pride parade as well. So James, that's, that's brings up a good point. Like you were part of the Young's market group before, you know, the RNDC and Young's merger are joining. So can you kind of give us, you know, Tati and I are Texas. We were, we've been RNDC our entire career. What have you seen the evolution of the ARG groups and the diversity and inclusion committee or whatever you want to call that? How have you seen that evolve? Well, it's, it, it has evolved very quickly and, and very positively. What, what, what our experience was at Young's Market when we started this is we had immediate support uh, from the very highest. Uh, and that was, that was, that was demonstrated over and over again. And so it, be, it very quickly became a very normal part of the corporate identity, I guess you could say, that we, we had it on our emails, that, that we're members of this group. And we just, we just got tremendous support, again, from management, um, tremendous support from our suppliers. And so it took off very quickly and we had uh, just a ton of interest. We saw our um, human rights campaign, our, the does the corporate quality index. And the first year we did it at Young's Market, we were like at a 65. And within two years, we were at an 85 or a 90. So that's how quickly things moved uh, within the organization. And that was all stuff that our group plus human resources plus the the highest management all had to buy in on and all had to work and and make happen. So that's an example of how quickly things moved. Um, When we joined RNDC and started the associate resource groups again it took off very quickly 
when Rainbow started, and in fact, it is just it's been exponential. I mean, to now have coast to coast involvement and have people, so many people, not only in Texas but all over all over the country involved, it it is it has really been amazing to me. Would you say that if you compare the evolution of it from the the beginning to now, would you say that the number of allies has increased? Is that where the like, the, the numbers are we're gaining yes. at? Or yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a great that's a that is a really good insight. That's absolutely. I've I've always said allies are our backbone because they show up almost more than that. <laughs> than the the the, the, LG, the uh the, the community LGBT, itself yes yes the, the, the alphabet mafia as we the call alphabet it, right? mafia as I call it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah absolutely the the allies are 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 really the backbone of our group and they they've always been there and they're the ones who show up consistently and somehow it's it, it usually have some of the best ideas of how to move forward and i think part of it is is that being i don't want to say they're outside the group because they're not they're part of our group but they have a perspective that's that may be a little more broad in this in this specific instance where they can say okay as as a, as a group or as an organization these are some things that you might want to consider doing that will have a bigger impact. And they have a broader view of things, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I, I tend to agree. Like the more I've been involved with with the ARG over this past what year and a half, it is really interesting and eye opening. I, I think every call we have, I, there's something that's brought up that I hadn't thought of before. And I, I would say probably, you know, 80 percent of the time it's from one of the allies that's joined the call. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's been such a great experience to have them as part of our group, and I, I'm just so grateful for what they provide, you know, demonstrate on, on a daily basis. And it's, it's very important because it's, it's one thing for us and the community to support each other and kind of do our, you know, again, I don't want to sound flippant. It's like a group hug that doesn't, I, I don't mean that in, in a banal way, but just it's it's one thing for us but to be together. But when we have that outside support coming in, I mean, my goodness, if it's your ally manager or let's get beyond RNDC, it's your, maybe a parent or a cousin or just your neighbor or a friend who's an ally. I mean, it, that's what makes things so much better for us. Yeah, I, I tend to agree for sure. Um, one thing that was interesting that we've um, experienced, the three of us, as being part of the Rainbow ARG, is we were looking for guest speakers to, to come on yeah. and talk to our group. And it was kind of crazy that we couldn't find a prominent um, leader across the industry, uh, internal or external, what supplier or not, supplier or RNDC, to, to come and speak. I mean, how do you guys think we could – what do we have to do there? What do you think? I think a big part of it is, I mean, a lot of the times we were able to hide in plain sight, correct? So there might be one out there that's just not out yet and doesn't feel comfortable enough to come forward and be proud and to be who they are because it's just like head down, white collar, I have to be certain ways because of the norms that we're, we've faced as a whole for however long, however many years. Um, but I just... I know that there's a lot of brands that are now starting to find more LGBTQ plus 
uh, investors or I, I just don't think that we're necessarily there yet. Have y'all seen any brands that are like LGBTQ owned? I know y'all been here a, lot, a little bit longer than I have, so. Uh, you know, for me, I've, I've heard of a couple, um, you know, there's a, a small winery that was brought to my attention um, that's a, a Texas winery. Um, and then I, I think there's a couple of spirits brands that have, I don't know if they're owners or investors or exactly what their roles are in that, but um, I, I know that I've started to see a few here and there. But um, when you look at the, the scope of the number of people in our industry, it's still so small. Um, and I think you're right. I think it probably has to do with um, they're just that's, that's not what they're publicizing. They're, they're, they're publicizing their, their efforts and their experience and um, their contributions to work more so. Right. And they're probably donating to very good causes like the Human Rights Campaign or being set back uh, the Alphabet Mafia, but they're just not to the point yet where they feel comfortable just being like, hey, I'm in. I'm part of it as well. So let's leave with that for it. Yeah, I agree with uh, what you guys are saying in my limited experience with suppliers, because, of course, going back to my title, I'm in accounting. So I don't, I don't I'm not I'm not so I'm not supplier or customer focused or facing um, like you guys are. But but I, I will say this, what, what what experience I have with that is they they tend to want to present more like what they're doing in the industry on a product level and not so much. It's the like Toddy said. It's more of a background. It's like they may be involved or donating, but it's it's kind of like from behind the scenes. I would say for, on the corporate level, I know that there have been several people who just have not wanted to join the group or be out just for the reason stated. They're so used to keeping that part of their life uh, almost completely separate from work that it's it was it's just too much of a radical change for them. Right. Well, I think I think that's one of our opportunities as as leaders in the community to to keep um, making people feel comfortable and inviting um, that comfort level so that we do have somebody and not just somebody, but people, multiple people that others can look up to when they when they step into the industry. Um, But progress one step at a time. We've come a long ways and in many avenues, and I think we'll continue to see that. So I have another question for you guys that you're you're not expecting, but we have the sip and solidarity um, coming up soon. So what is your cocktail of choice for for that event, Toddy? Uh, what you got? So I was downstairs with Courtney Mysock, our the North Texas mixologist, the other day, and she made this delicious like raspberry bourbon smash. And it was amazing, refreshing, like perfect drink. So that would be my drink of choice. Okay. Oh, I d- you were like had that prepared and ready. Um, See? <laughs> James, James and what about gave, you? And, and thank you, Toddy. You gave me time to rack my brain. But no, actually, that wasn't hard for me at all. I, I have to tell you, uh, my default is a pride margarita or rainbow margarita, and you'd have you'd have to look it up. I don't remember how it's made. Um, again, I'm I'm a boring accountant. I don't know these things, but um, it's 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 that multi-layered. It's 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 kind of like a tequila sunrise, but it's it's got even more colors in it to look like the rainbow flag, and it is absolutely delicious. And I think if you look it up, um, 
I, I mean, you can just Google it, but definitely it, uh, I think it comes from, uh, well, you'd have to look it up. I don't, I don't remember exactly. How about you? So, so are you going to go out? Silo? Are you going to go out to have that or are you going to um, make that yourself? We make it ourselves. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. My, no, listen, listen, just a, a personal aside. My husband is he is a mixologist and I don't mean professionally necessarily, but he could be. He is amazing. He's he's the kind of person that will deconstruct a cocktail uh, presented to him at a restaurant or at a friend's house and he'll go home and he'll figure out how to do, redo it and then he'll expand on it. So all, all I have to say is, um, may I have a rainbow margarita for pride? And he's like, boom, it's done. So I'm very lucky. Huh. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very lucky. Absolutely. So, well, I, I'm going to take on what Sly, uh, suggested. She created a drink for us, the rainbow gold. Um, so I'm going to give that one a shot this year. Typically, I go with just a regular old fashioned or something, but I'm, I'm going to venture out and do the Rainbow Gold, which I think we're going to be blasting out as an option for um, the company as well. But basically, it's uh, bourbon, melon liqueur, um, apple puree, lemon juice and elderflower tonic. So uh, it sounds delicious. And of course, when Sly makes something, you know, you got to try it. You well, gotta try it. She's you gotta try it. That's a really good point. Yeah, I may have to. I may have to change my. You can have two. You can have two sips. Oh, I can. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh my so, goodness. Silas said it was okay, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Only two though. Oh, that's too funny. Well, so is there anything else that you guys want to talk about today, or any topics that I've missed? I mean, I know we've kind of touched on a lot to do with pride and what it means to us and the amount of allies that we have and how much we love that and need that. And, you know, we can't do it alone. So is there anything that you all have as a, as something you want to talk about? I think I have a closing question for you guys, unless you have something else, James. Um, I, I, my only, my only comment, I'll say this real quick, because I, I want to, I want to hear your question, Toddy, but I'll, I'll say real quick. I, I think it's always important to give a sense of positive, positivity and hope. Uh, right now, I feel, I think the community and the nation as a whole, we kind of feel things may not be quite on the right track, especially for our community. There are a lot of challenges and frankly, some threats uh, that I, I think are heightened right now. I, I would like to, I would like to just let people know, just step back a little bit though, and, and really appreciate how far we've come and use that as strength to move forward. Because, uh, we, I mean, we are in an amazing position and I, I overall feel very hopeful and positive for our community and, and how we'll continue to grow. So I just, I think it's important to throw that out there and not being Pollyannish, not, no, not with the rose colored glasses. You have to do it with full recognition of what's happening, but uh, keep the hope, right? I love that. That's, that's really insightful. That's great. I completely agree. So, so Toddy, what's your question? My question is, how will y'all be celebrating Pride this weekend? Well, so for for me, for this weekend, my wife actually has been gone for two weeks in Singapore, so she gets home today. So um, I don't know what the plan is, but it'll be something festive and fun and um, just to hang out and spend time with with friends and family and everything. Um, So kind of boring, but kind of not. James, what about you? Is Houston Pride in... Is, no, is it he, still in September? Yeah. 
We got some time. Okay. <laughs> so I, I have to. That's why it's every month. Every month yeah. is Pride Month. Every no month. matter who yes. you are. <laughs> so we 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 as 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 both of you know, uh, my husband and I recently relocated to Northern California, and we live in Santa Rosa right now. And Santa Rosa had their Pride. I think it was last weekend. And I have to tell you, it was, we just celebrated by, it was kind of like Christmas. It's like when you drive around at night and look at Christmas lights, we drove around and saw all the rainbow flags. I mean, they are everywhere all on the businesses, uh, the neighborhood we live in. And it's, it's not that these are LGBTQ uh, households. These are just people who support pride. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like Christmas lights that way. It's just fun to see what everyone's up to. Awesome, awesome. And I have to actually correct myself. The Houston one, I'm getting my markets confused across this giant state. Houston is actually this month. I believe it's uh, one of the other cities is due in September this year. They pushed it back since there's multiple across the state of Texas. <laughs> well, uh, Austin, when does Austin do theirs? I think Austin and San Antonio have two different dates. We'll have to get a calendar. We should probably blast that out just as some key market out, yeah, and just send that to across our membership group because it's changed since COVID. It used to all markets used to be in June, and post COVID, it's it's kind of hard to keep up with who's moved it to what what months and all that kind of stuff. So it is maybe that we can just have like a a Pride Month tour and just go to all of the all of the, <laughs> the parades. I don't know that we would be. I don't know that we would survive that with just two Pride cocktails that we limited ourselves to. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, guys, it was great catching up with you and talking through some different topics. And um, thanks for jumping on. And for everybody listening, thanks you for thank you for listening and hope it was fun and insightful. Um, so just remember, always uh, love is just never wrong. So it doesn't matter who you are. As long as we keep that in the back of our minds, we'll be good. Great to talk to both of you. Thank you so much. This was this was a lot of fun. This was great. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for spending time with us. We hope you found this information valuable. For future podcast releases, follow RNDC on social networks or visit our website at rndc-usa.com. Cheers to you. <laughs>